Hello everybody and welcome to Late Night Football. It's a special Friday because we have got two shows today, not one. Uh, this is our uh, Premier League Match Day 3 preview show. The match day, match day which I don't think anybody cares about at this point. But we might care about it tomorrow. But after all the euphoria of Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United, I think we'll tie down and we'll actually try to focus on what's important, which is the football. Uh, and so to that end, we, it's, it's, I think it's my first show where I've got four people uh, on today. So it's a, it's a bit of a nice record there, aside from the trivia shows. But anyway, welcome back to the show, uh, Akash. It's great to have you again. Uh, nice to see you back again after the last one. Uh, and also welcome back, Gaurav. It's again great to have you as well, joining the show after last week. So it's wonderful to have you. And uh, Sagar as well. Uh, great to have you back on this show. And although I said I was going to ban him, uh, we, <laughs> last one we have Nishikan back on the show. But uh, yeah, so it's good. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. It's always great to have you guys. So anyway, uh, before we get started, Nishikan and Gaurav, um, let's get your perspective. We'll address the elephant in the room. We had the United fans perspective, but maybe we'll address the elephant in the room uh, with the you know, Cristiano Ronaldo signing. Nishikan, what do you think? Ronaldo to United? Is that a game changer or do you think it's uh, it's repeating past mistakes? No, it, it is a great game changer. And uh, de- definitely, I mean, despite his age, he's one of the most deadliest goal scorers in the history of the game. So, you know, with Sancho and United, I think you have an attack that could probably compensate for the lack of defensive midfielder, right? Because United haven't done anything and I think it's maybe too late. But given how this transfer window is going, you never know, right? Things are happening very quickly. So, but yeah, uh, this firmly puts you guys on top. And I think, you know, a title is yours to lose. You know, don't, don't, please just don't. Okay, okay. Where's, where's, where's the remove button? Like, oh my god, I got oh my, god. And, and and look at what he's got in the background. He's got the Champions League thing in the background, and he's like a title is ours to put. Yeah, I mean, you can't help. We yourself. make do with what we have, right? We don't have a Ronaldo. We don't have a Messi. You have we a look do with what we have. You have a look yeah, I mean, and you're a Werner, and you're a Tuchel. I, okay, and you're a Dante, by the way, as well yeah. as. As well as the European UEFA Men's Player of the Year, Jorginho. Yeah, I'm very best, bullish about our chances. Yeah, yeah, the season. best player in I'm Europe. Up, now. Yeah, but but I would still say title title is now United's to lose no, because not, City. No, no, okay. They uh, yeah. took, okay, where's the mute button? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the City are just being, you know, uh, whoever no, they go. No, there are there are holes. Just... We'll, we'll come to that. We'll come to that later. Um, Gaurav, do you have any thoughts? Um. I actually agree with uh, Nishikant on this. I think uh, uh, he is like, uh, he will be 37 in a month or so, but oh, he is no, a proven in, in February. February. Yeah, oh, yeah. Time, so, like uh, four or five months. But he is a proven goal scorer, and I think United lacked it, uh, especially with the Rashford injury. I mean, Cavani is good, but he's not quite that level of Ronaldo. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you may compensate, you know, lack of that holding midfielder, which I don't know. You might sign it. So, yeah, United are interested in sound, right? But yeah, I think Chelsea interested as well. But yeah, this is the this is the season. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I think the transfer. The well, I don't think so. I mean, again, Gaurav, I think yeah, I think I, I think there's some mute. I don't know. Okay, no, I mean there are some holes, and I think if you're interested in in senior analysis, we'll, we'll we can check out the you know the video that we did for Ronaldo joining United to get some idea of that for the for the people who are watching. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think it will be interesting to see how Ronaldo fits in and what do they do about the midfielder situation. I'm not sure if Solnegas is the answer because he's not really a CDM. So he plays as a left wing back these days for Atletico. So I mean something to keep an eye out on. But 
Anyway, let's let's not worry about it. Ronaldo's not going to play this weekend. Whatever happens, so we got to focus now on the people that are in, in the team, and not, uh, and that's all we're going to we're going to focus on that. Let's begin. Arsenal against Manchester City, and it's a great way to start the weekend. But before that, uh, Gaurav, uh, no one fifty million striker. We all thought that was happening. That's not happening. Uh, it's uh, Ronaldo's not happening. What 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 does what should City do now at this point? Do they now say we're not going to get a striker or whatever we're going to get is a downgrade? So let's work on what we have. Or do you think they should still try and try sign a striker before they enter that transfer window? No, I don't think we're going to sign another striker because we have four days left and we are not really linked with anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think I bought the mistake of signing Grealish first. I think uh, if we hadn't signed him for hundred million, maybe we could have post Levi to you know sell him for one twenty, one twenty, thirty million, uh, the amount mm-hmm. which we are ready to pay. But no, nah, striker is not going to happen. We'll have to make way with uh, Ferran and Jesus for this season. Yeah, yeah. Have to make do with what we have, isn't it? Something that you hear yeah. from City fans. Um, Akash, though, let's talk about Arsenal uh, quickly. Six nil against West Brom. Yes, it is West Brom, but they finally got goals on the board. So I mean, as people are talking, if they don't score against City, they may not have a goal of the sea- month award or whatever. But now they have six goals for that. So <laughs> that is there, but. Uh, is is that is that uh, something that will give them confidence? Going, do you think it's going to matter going into this game that the the, the slight confidence boost you get, or or, or or do you think it's just one of those? Well, it's just West Brom. How do you look at it? Yes, I mean they did score six goals, and mm-hmm. for any team it can be a confidence booster. But you know when you face the champions, so that's again like it can be difficult for your mentality, like. First game, you like you lost to Brentford uh, by two goals, and then you're coming in and facing Man City, and like before that, you were lost to Chelsea, and now Man City. So there, that there will be something in back of their mind that losing three games in a row, and that might put them at the bottom of the bottom of the table, mm-hmm. and they will start the panic uh, button. The owners basically. So I have also read about the rumors that uh, Arteta could be in trouble, like in the first three weeks, uh, as early as that. But uh, like when you like when you compare these two teams, I mean, there's only one winner. It's obviously Man City. So I don't think there there stands any chance for Arsenal in this game, and Man City will like rip them apart. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the way it's looking. But uh, we will see. Football is a funny old game. Saga, um, I guess now the question for City, uh, no, sorry, not for City, for Arsenal. Um, they lost it tactically against Chelsea. The Nishikan will tell you that as well. They lost it tactically against Chelsea. Uh, where? How do they structure the defense? Do they now go to a back three against City? Should they do that, or do they say, "Well, you know what? We'll just stick with the four because now we've got Odegaard to put in into that into that midfield." Um, uh, look, even if they go for a back three, uh, I don't know how they'll shape out because uh, they don't have Ben White uh, uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's still recovering from COVID, so uh, maybe that uh, won't be a very good idea. But yes, uh, they need to be very defensive against City because. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'll come scoring a lot of goals. So, I don't think uh, they should focus more on attack. Uh, it would be better, you know, to just uh, uh, sit back and defend and maybe probably try to score on a counter because City won't allow them a free run. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be the key. I, think, yeah, I don't think there's any other way to play against City. You have to play defensively. I think Norwich tried to play a little bit offensive and they got hammered. Uh, was final. Yeah, final, they got hammered. Nishikan, um. If I guess Odegaard will have to start. I guess he should start. Maybe he should start. Mm-hmm. But if he does come in, who do you take out from the team that started against Chelsea? Against Chelsea, who would you take out from that one? Oh, 
mean, you know, people who started against, I don't think. I mean, Pepe, Martinelli, Pepe, yeah. Martinelli, Saka, and Smithrow. I guess those were the four positions yeah. to look at. So who would you take yeah. off? Yeah, so Smithrow had a good game. Mm-hmm. I think in order to, they should go for back three. And I would say put Saka as a left wing back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has played there before. So I wouldn't take Saka out. Mm-hmm. You could take, uh, you know, Martin, Martinelli didn't have a good game against Chelsea. Right? So he would be an obvious choice. Right? So I would say you can take out Martinelli. Uh, Pepe still has pace. And I think, you know, his pace might come in handy against uh, a high line of uh, Manchester City. So mm-hmm. you might want to keep him. So I would say take uh, Martinelli out and uh, put uh, Odegaard over there. Uh, but coming to your original question, you know, how much of a confidence they would gain from uh, their win against West Brom? I think they can take some positives from that, but there is no reason for City to, to not be confident because they thrashed five uh, yeah. themselves in Premier League. So, confident or not confident, I think the Gulfin class is too big. So, I would expect City to win, but then yeah. Arsenal have it in them to kind of manage to do something, get a point or something, get a draw or something yeah. from this game, uh, you know, these kind of games and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do well uh, kind of thing. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it past that, but I don't see Arsenal winning this game, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of how confident they might be, unless yeah. uh, City, you know, do implode or do something uh, self-destructing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But It'll be interesting if you do go with the back three. I guess you have to decide who you take off. But then I guess Aubameyang will have to come in as well because he got a hat trick, so hmm. you got to play him. Um, so it might he, be the that starts on the yeah. on the bench, or Martinelli and Pepe both come off, and then you bring in Odegaard and Aubameyang. So I mean, I'm sure a lot of fans would be Arsenal fans would be happy with Pepe not starting. But uh, got of uh, I mean, the only question now, I guess, for uh, for City in regards to this game is. Uh, I suppose John Stones is still not available, so I think that 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 three is sorted. They're not gonna have a well, they they're not gonna have one left back. Uh, which, by the way, I joke about it, but actually, it's not serious. I think if those, I mean, I know it's still allegations, but if those are true, I think Mendy needs to be uh, seriously, seriously punished. There's no room for such people um, in any part of life, really, let alone football. He no has room. been uh, denied the bail, uh, if I'm mm-hmm. not wrong. Yeah, Good. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do subscribe to the notion of proven guilty theory, so we'll still wait for the verdict. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even even otherwise, if those are true, then he deserves the the harshest and strictest punishment possible. But you know, so all getting aside that that said, but now um, I, I suppose Mendy probably wasn't going to start a left back anyway in this game. I I, I suppose uh, if you put Kyle Walker at right back, then I guess your two options are Joao Cancelo and Zinchenko. Uh, uh, I guess Cancelo will probably be the left back because I don't think I don't think Pep trusts Zinchenko. Uh, Anymore, um, your front three, uh, Gaurav. Uh, so I guess now we've seen Ferran start as a striker. Do you think he'll continue there, or do you think Pep might be thinking, well, Jesus played well in the right wing, maybe I play him as a striker and put in Mahrez on the right wing? Do you, what, what way do you think he'll go? I, uh, according to his press conference, is not going to change. You know, Jesus' okay. position. He already said Stones is fit. Actually, he's fit to start, but he said Pep said that Laporta is going to continue because of his. Uh, you know, performance in the large game. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the front three will be changing as well. It will be Grealish on the left, Karen up top, and uh, Jesus on the right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I guess you don't want to change too much against Arsenal. But if there is a team that might help you score goals, I think it's Arsenal at the moment. Might <laughs> want to get some confidence back defensively. All right, um, let's look at uh, score predictions. Gaurav, your prediction for this one? Uh, I think two 0 two 0 to City. City. To City. Okay. Yeah. Two 0 to City. Uh, Sagar. 
Uh, 3-0 to City. 3-0 City. Nishkan, I'll change it for you. I want to ask you a prediction because you said City will win. But what is a good result for Arsenal in this game? Like, what is the... A draw. Uh, let me say the minimum... Yeah, the minimum... Well, not the, the best result, but like the minimum acceptable good result for, for, for Arsenal. What, what would be the minimum acceptable? How many goals do you think they should concede? Hmm. Or what would the goal difference be for them to say, you know what, it's not a bad result? A one-goal difference <coughs> would be... Losing by one goal difference would be acceptable. But more than that, I think what fans want is to see a challenge, you know, to see them trying to win the game, right? And Arteta should not make those bizarre decisions, you know, that costed them the game against Chelsea. Right? That, that was completely on the manager, uh, that game. Obviously, players didn't perform as well, but that was more a tactical loss than uh, anything else. So they would want to see a challenge from their players on the pitch and, mm. you know, probably a more organized setup than what they had against Chelsea. A back, back three has worked for them, right? Uh, relatively better than back four. So they should switch to that. So I think if fans see those things and they don't lose too big, uh, that would be, you, you know, some sort of progress. Draw, as uh, I, I mentioned, as yeah. you said, would be the best result. And I agree with that. Draw would be the best result. Well, the win would be the best result. But I mean, the yeah, most realistic result is probably a draw. Yeah, the most realistic best <laughs> result is draw. Um, so. I, okay, Akash, uh, let me ask you. If you're an Arsenal fan, do you take a boring 1-0 defeat where you team, you know you just concede one goal against City and you know you don't ever look like scoring, but you keep it to one? Or would you take a 3-1 defeat? Which one would you prefer? In an entertaining 3-1 defeat where you try to attack. Oh. Yeah, I mean, three one. Of course, I mean, ultimately, you're not getting any point for a loss of one nil or three one. So I would rather have Arsenal give hundred percent and uh, lose three one. So yeah, that's for me. But I also think they will lose by a uh, considerable margin because I think Benmaid is certainly not available, and I think so is Gabriel. Uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. sure, like yep. he was also not fully fit, so I'm not sure if they'll play a back three. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess they might. Well, I guess Tierney is not available either, right? He's injured as well. So he would have probably been the natural left center half. So, yeah, they may not even have people to play back three. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, yes, yeah, Agus is occupied a little bit, but we'll move on. I'm so sorry. My no, 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 daughter had this. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, 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 it's just totally fine, as we understand. Uh, all right, let's move on to. Uh, let's, let's quickly talk about West Ham before we move on. Uh, Gaurav, surprised you? I mean, 4 0 against Leicester. I would say 4 1 against Leicester. That was a surprise result. I mean, Leicester were down to 10 men, but a bit surprising. Two wins out of two and doing it, uh, doing quite well in second season. Uh, well, if you look at their squad, I think they had the quality last season as well. Like uh, since mm. last season, they had some good players, and you know, you can. They can actually finish in that fifth or sixth spot, maybe if they perform well. So not really surprising, but yeah, they are actually performing above their expectation right now. Yeah, uh, Nishkan, what's your expectation from? I don't know if you've seen Said Ben Rama, but he's been on fire for the first two games. Uh, you think you think they mm. need Jesse Lingard? If they've got Said Ben Rama, do they need Jesse Lingard? I mean, it comes down to that, doesn't it? Now uh, with Jesse. Yeah, I mean, it would be good to have a backup, right? It's always good to mm-hmm. have a backup. Good to have a deeper squad. So yeah. uh, uh, you know, definitely Jesse Lingard would be a good signing for them. So that, that's not a big deal. But yeah, Ben Rama is definitely first choice for now. So even if they have Jesse Lingard, I don't think he uh, displaces Ben Rama as long as he continues to play the way he has been. But it would still be a good signing in, in order to increase the spot depth that you need in Premier League now. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about the big game for this weekend: uh, Liverpool against Chelsea. And as the the caption on my on my thumbnail says, uh, "It's a battle of title contenders." I'm going to meet two title contenders. Uh, let's start with Liverpool. Let's start with Liverpool. Sagar, I'll ask you this question. Um, Jurgen Klopp wasn't happy with the refereeing uh, against uh, against Burnley. Is is that a concern? Hey, I mean, the fact that some of the fouls are, I mean, that uh, what, what do you make of the refereeing so far? What do you make of Jurgen Klopp's? Uh, does he have a point? Does he have a leg to stand on? See, as as far as Klopp is concerned, I have never seen him happy uh, with the refereeing. He he always, you know, sort of he's a. Uh, complaining types, but uh, oh, not taking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think uh, refereeing. Uh, you know, it, there's a scope for improvement, but uh, let's see. It it will take uh, you know its own time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, and, we always come up with this question with Liverpool because they seem such a settled squad. We don't, I don't even know what to ask you because I have pretty much no who's going to start, maybe one or two iterations. Uh, but, uh, Gaurav, would you start Harvey Elliott in this game? Because he played in the last one against, uh, who was it? They played against Burnley. I mean, it's Burnley, Burnley yes. but he did play well. Uh, would you continue with him? Or would you try to maybe sh- switch it up? Because you got Henderson, I guess. Henderson, uh, the midfield three is what? Henderson, Keita and, 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 uh, and Elliott. And, so, Elliot, yeah. yeah, would you bring in Thiago? I mean, I guess, uh, well, no, was it Keita or was it Fabinho? Who started? It was Keita. Keita. Oh, yeah, Fabinho is not, not available, yeah, because yeah. of his the, the mm, tragic incident yeah. with his father, yes. Um, so, would you keep that? Would you bring in Thiago for Elliot? Would you keep Elliot? I think uh, he should keep Elliot, uh, you know, whenever things go, it's going right and you should mm-hmm. change the starting 11. And he played really good. I think he was yep. the best player, uh, player among those uh, three players in the midfield. So, Maybe, maybe take out Keita and replace him with Thiago if you want that extra bit of creativity. But Elliot, Elliot should definitely start. Yeah, there's more thumbs up. <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> thumbs up mean that I can make him. But anyway, uh, Nishi, um, start, time for Kante to start this one. Should he start? Is he yeah, ready? yeah. Uh, Kante should start. Yeah, I think uh, Tukel didn't start him. He was just being cautious, but he's 100% fit, has been training for some time now. So I don't mm. think fitness is anymore an issue. And this is one game where we need to be on top in our, in our midfield. right? Mm-hmm. So Kante-Jorginho yeah. partnership is what <clears throat> will give us that. Yeah. So I, I, I fully expect Kante to start. Yeah. I, I want him to start. Yeah, yeah it's that midfield so, battle because Liverpool will have three yeah. midfield. Chelsea will have only two, they technically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if uh, Fabinho is mentally in the right place, then I, I would think yeah. you know he might start. And he's mm-hmm. th- that would be a very big advantage for Liverpool. The biggest advantage they have now is they don't have <clears throat> anyone injured. I think except Jones, Curtis Jones. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone else is injured. Uh, I think maybe Milner, so, but yeah, yeah I don't think Milner it was never a first choice. Anyway. Yeah, it's <laughs> sport player. So uh, their main team, like you said, it's very stable. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the game wherein uh, we'll get to know Chelsea's level. See if we can really compete, right? Uh, this this is like you said, uh, battle of title contenders, yeah. and that's exactly what it is. So whoever wins this game will have. It's still way too early in the season, so I don't think a loss for either side is uh, anything like uh, all is not lost, even if if you lose. But definitely a huge psychological advantage for whoever wins yeah. uh, going into the season. So this is where I I we you know we'd see how good Chelsea, how far Chelsea have come and whether we are ready to mount a ch- title challenge as all Chelsea fans and 
uh, everyone else have been ha- has been expecting. expecting. So yeah. yeah, so let's I would say field our best team against yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, I remember. I, I I just remember. I forgot to put my prediction for the City game. So I think it's only four nil to City. But I'm not changing it this time. No matter who's playing and who's not playing, it's only four nil to City. We will see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Akash, uh, t- talking about Chelsea. So, uh, you got Mount, Havertz, Lukaku, and I guess the question of Werner. So, uh, do you stick with Mount, Havertz, and Lukaku for this one, or do you bring in Werner maybe for uh, Havertz? I guess the only person he's going to come in is probably for Havertz. Uh, do you bring him in? Hmm. Uh, I would rather stick with the same eleven because mm-hmm. and probably just shift the midfield. Like if Kante is fit enough, then sure. Because I think Lukaku is a game changer. Like uh, obviously he's not a player he was. Like uh, he has won the title in Serie A and he has come to Chelsea and it's intended to win the league. So I think he has like revolutionized himself and he has improved in all aspects, which obviously makes Chelsea like. One of the favorites to win the league, yeah. so and I think he is the one who can like bully Van Dijk. Since Van Dijk was out of touch since like last eight, eight to ten months, I think it's, it's a very good chance for him to like take the opportunity and just to get mm-hmm. past him comfortably. So I think they should just stick to what they were uh, doing earlier and not make any like changes which is which are not necessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess the only way Werner comes in is if he probably decides maybe wants more pace. Um, yeah, I think uh, we should have Werner. Oh, you do. Okay. And, and the reason is Van Dijk. Uh-huh. Because, uh, you know, with Lukaku, so it's, it's a battle between Lukaku and Van Dijk, right? And Kai Havertz is a fantastic player, but with Werner on the pitch, that gives Liverpool another thing to worry about, is his pace. So I want their defenders to be distracted, whether to go for Lukaku, uh, you know, go two-on-one on him, try to not let him hold the ball as much as he did against Arsenal, or try to you know, see where Werner is moving because they can't afford to give him space. So I want them to want to create that uh, distraction in the Liverpool back line. And that's why I would say Werner should be in instead of Havertz. All right. That's a, that's a very interesting point from Nishkan. And he's a Chelsea fan. So we kind of maybe, maybe, maybe he knows something that we don't as he watched the game. Uh, Gaurav, I should say, I just... uh, Thinking as it's not title contender, City are gonna walk away with this. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But uh, Liverpool, yeah. I mean, what is the goal? I mean, as we saw Liverpool play Chelsea not a few months ago. That was for last season, and Chelsea won. Uh, you know, in the whole of the Tuchel revolution. What do you, do you think? Klopp will have some special plans to try to counter what Tuchel, uh, you know, brought in the last game. Do you think he needs something different, or do you think it's, he's gonna think, well, I didn't have the players that I wanted uh, because of injuries. Now I've got that, so I don't need to change anything. Uh, I think uh, think like he didn't have Van Dijk. Uh, he didn't have uh, yeah another centre back. Matip. Matip. Yeah. Yeah. Matip. So this is the time he has a fully fit squad, and I think it's too early in a season. You know, big games when they come early in the season, managers want to play safe. Like they are okay with the draw. They don't want to drop. Like they don't want to lose and drop three points. Like so, I think. He might play a little safe, you know, not as expanded football as we see from Liverpool. But I think maybe, maybe they could come out with a win. Liverpool, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a very interesting point. All right, let's just go predictions. Akash, what do you think is going with the score? Uh, I think it will be a boring draw, I would say. Okay. A 0-0 or 1-1, that's it. Okay, wow. Uh, all right, uh, Nishka, what do you think? 2-2. I don't think it'll be a boring game. 
Yeah, one will be a boring game, uh, will be a draw anyway. Yeah, so one man will be a boring yeah, draw, one will be an exciting draw. We still got draw yeah. too, too. Um, yeah, it, it's probably a draw. We are uh, very evenly matched teams. Um, Sagar, uh, well, not taking anything away from Chelsea, but uh, I think it will be 2 0 for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I, I sent some goals from uh, Mohamed Salah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. Will he celebrate against his former club? We do not know. He, uh, even <laughs> Romanio is back in form now. Is he? I thought it was Jota is the one who... I, I think, think he scored, Jota right? starting. I, I would love yeah. to see Jota, you know, starting over Firmino because uh, he's in a good touch. So, I think he should. I think he scored goals in both the games. I think he definitely should hmm. be starting. I don't think there's any... Unless they go at a 4-2-3-1, I don't see any reason why Firmino should be starting this game. Um, at least from the start. But anyway, um, Gaurav? Uh, 2-1 to Liverpool. One to Liverpool, so we got uh, well, well, we got two no to Liverpool. We got two one to Liverpool. Uh, two draws. You know what? I'm I'm I'm, I'm I I think I'm, I think this is going to be a walk in the park for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I I'm not I'm not sure if you have I'm not sure if you have you know uh, those kind of jinxing powers uh, which, uh, yeah, which no, you can't. Know no, but, I, I want Chelsea. No, no, I, I I want Chelsea to do well, so I'm going to predict a Liverpool win. Uh, because, <laughs> because that's the way it goes with me. Uh, no, but I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like um, it's hard to say though. It's really hard to say, but I think I think it might just be 2-1 two, two, to, to Liverpool. That's what I'm thinking. It might just be, I, it, I think it'll be 2-1 to one, one team. Um, I'm just, my, my mind is telling me that Liverpool might pull this off. I just have a very bad feeling about Liverpool this season that they're going to win the league. That's a bad feeling about it. But anyway, all right, that's what I think. Uh, but anyway, all right, so on that note, uh, we've got uh, two more games to cover. So let's move on to the next one. Tottenham against Watford. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Tottenham, but decent start. Uh, they should have probably picked up three points against uh, Wolves, Nishikat. Probably picked up three points. Yeah, they should have. But uh, again, you know, like I mentioned in our last uh, game show that these mm-hmm. teams are evenly matched. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, not a surprise there. Uh, whom are they playing this weekend? Watford. Yeah, they should be winning that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think the conversation with the game though. Akash, uh, Hurricane's mindset scored two <laughs> goals against Pacos in the Conference League. Looks like, uh, I mean, he must be looking at Ronaldo and thinking, "There's a guy who can do whatever he wants and goes to a club." Um, and and yet, yeah, I am stuck in in one place. I mean, that it. I mean, Hurricane, what's his mindset got to be like? I mean, I know he's gonna, he's probably gonna be feeling happy on the outside. He's gonna score goals and he can do all that. But inside, what must he be thinking right now? I think, uh, like, obviously, he wanted to move to City, but uh, Daniel Levy, as we know, is a tough negotiator, but I think he he must have accepted the fact that he's staying at Spurs, and I think he's loved by the fans, so it shouldn't be much of an issue for him, because of solely because of his quality, as we can, we have seen in the last few years, that he's banging, like, 20-25 goals in a season. So, I think he will be the key for Spurs, and they will coast through the game, probably he will score, like, one or two as well and uh, yeah but uh, like it takes it takes time for a player to you know uh, when he feels cheated because he thinks there's a gentleman agreement and then there's like a betrayal like obviously we don't know the whole story what goes behind the, in the scenes but like uh, but I think it shouldn't be an issue for a player like Harry Kane he's obviously a leader in the dressing room and he's a vocal captain as well not even not only for Spurs also for England so I think he's mature enough to do this stuff yeah yeah 
I mean, Gaurav, I guess as far as uh, reintroductions in team goes, you can't get anything much better than starting with Parkos and then playing against Watford. And so starting against City, maybe your Wolves, two teams who defend very, very well and don't get your goals. I think it's a good it's a good way to kind of indicate yourself that you can get a few goals, you get your confidence going, and then you go away with England, maybe do well there, and then uh, look where the season takes you. Gaurav, oh, are you? Gaurav, can you hear us? Gaurav, you're on mute. No, he's not talking. Oh, yeah. No, I think his frame's frozen. Oh, now it's frozen because his frame wasn't frozen a minute ago. Now it's frozen for oh. me. Okay. All right, we'll leave Gaurav on that then. We'll come back to him. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's do score predictions for this one very quickly. Uh, Saga, what's your prediction? Uh, I think 4-1 to Spurs. 1-2 to Spurs. Uh, Agash? Uh, I'll go for 2-0. 2-0. Uh, all right. Um, and we've got Gaurav coming back. Nishkan? 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, I think it'll be 3 0 to, to Watford. I think Harry Kane might score a hat trick though. Something. Wow, we've got uh, mm. two Gaurav's coming in. Uh, hey, Gaurav. Yeah, welcome back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My, no, no, my that's okay. That's up. okay. It's totally fine. I was just going to ask, uh, we're doing score predictions. I'll ask you for a score prediction. But also, um, I was going to say that as far as reintroductions go, it's a good thing to start off maybe against Parkos and then against Watford. And then you go away with England and you do well there. And then maybe you come back and start to look where the season goes as opposed to starting maybe against City. And not having such a good game or something like that. It's a good way, isn't it, to start for Harry Kane? To restart for Harry Kane? I think it definitely will. Like uh, the quality he has, uh, he will be up there uh, competing mm-hmm. for the Golden Boot. And mm-hmm. this is maybe the perfect game for him to, you know, get back and get the fans behind him again because mm-hmm. of the controversy that he created. So yeah. I, I think it will be a 3 0 or 4 0 uh, win for Spurs and Kane Pretty much on point, yeah. at least two goals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably score a couple of goals. Yeah, that's pretty much on point, I guess, for off a break. So we're kind of like, aside from the Chelsea-Liverpool game, I think we're all on the same page. But even the Chelsea-Liverpool game, we're pretty much on the same page with what's going to happen. Uh, is the Premier League becoming too predictable? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to the last one. Let's move on to Wolves against Man United. And uh, I mean, we all know where the focus is going to be and maybe there'll be another crowd in Wheeling, but there's a game to think about. Uh, Saga, uh, this is it. Uh, you know, this is it in the sense that this is there's a record to be chased. Uh, you know, the most number, consecutive away games unbeaten. There's a record to be chased. There's a big signing that's that's going to be paraded. The fans are going to be happy. There's uh, obviously probably going to be a few couple of, uh, a full debut for Rafael Varane. The conditions are ripe for United to lose this game now. <laughs> no, that's what's good. That's what's coming, right? Spot on. You're absolutely <laughs> right? spot on. Yeah. How, how do the what how do the players focus now? Because there's a lot of off-field talk. How do the players focus on what's going to happen on the field? Yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough uh, because Wolves, you know, they have uh, always troubled us. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and plus, uh, we are playing it away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are playing away. Oh, that's so right. There won't the, be any parading. So, yeah, sorry about that. There won't be any parading. It's an away. Yeah, game, so yeah. Parading, and uh, the atmosphere is going to be hostile, uh, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. I'm not expecting a lot of big things. But, yeah, Varan will be uh, starting his first game, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. at the least... I can hope for is a clean sheet. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's about all. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. She can't. I mean, Wolves have lost uh, their first two games. I'm saying they've lost both games. They've got a new manager. Uh, and I think he wants to play attacking football. I think Bruno Lager wants to play attacking football. Uh, does he probably say, you know what, pragmatic football has worked against United. I'm going to change. Or does he go, you know what, I'm just going to stick with my principles for this one? I think they'll be a bit more cautious in their approach. Because they have lost their first two games, mm-hmm. you know, they, so Wolves would want to try to at least get a draw here and get something. Or uh, so they, they'll be motivated not to lose uh, their game. But 
you know, I think uh, United are pound to pound much better team than Wolves. So I would say uh, 2-1. Yeah, so I'm just saying it's that it's gonna be that kind of game yeah. because wolves on their day can cause problems to anyone, yeah. right? Uh, so um, it, it could be a KG affair, yeah. uh, because United might have that United players might have that you know chip on the shoulder to break that record of yeah. you know, so that and media would put that additional pressure on it. Mm-hmm. You go anywhere in social media, it's all about how United uh, can break a record and create a record of most of wins, uh, sorry, most, uh, the longest unbeaten record or something. Yeah. So that could play in the back of their mind, but I would still think that uh, United would win. I wouldn't say it would be a walk in the park this time. <laughs> yeah. But See, uh, yeah, yeah, this whole two, thing where I was going to say that we have four people today because we only need three for the United discussion because Nishkan is banned, but then I completely forgot about that. But anyway, that was me. That was on me. But yeah, I mean, Nishan's always jumping the gun with predictions, co predictions. So we know we want to ask him about that. Um, Akash, uh, Oli was asked about Donny van der Beek. He's now not in the, the Dutch squad, which I think is just amping up the pressure on him. Uh, but he was asked about Donny and he said that uh, they've spoken, they, they want to, um, he might start. He, might, he was a bit iffy, like it was a bit like an answer without giving an answer. Uh, McTominay is out, that's for sure. He's not going to play. Do you, do you start him in this one? I, I, I think he should, but do you, think he, do you think he should start? Do you think he will start in this one? Uh, I don't think he will start. So, like, he obviously hasn't been played a lot of this with United. Not if, like not this season and not the previous season as well. But so the thing is with United is like they started off really well against the first game, winning by like four or five goals, and then they were held off by Southampton. So they'll be itching for a win here. And uh, and I believe that uh, Sancho and Moran both will be starting. So those two are like new players, and they need to have like. Minutes in the belt, so and even with Van de Beek, he hasn't had a lot of minutes as well. So like, uh, just making like too many fresh faces in the lineup would be not be good when it comes to like facing a good side as Wolves. So I can't see Van de Beek starting, but uh, I hope he comes on like in the 60th minute mark at least to have some minutes in the belt, so probably he can have a few minutes later on this. Yeah, it's just poor Donny Van de Beek, isn't it? Even even the fans now don't believe that he should he can start games. Like it's a, resi- it's a resignation to what his uh, to what his career might be going. But anyway, um, Gaurav, uh, is there any? I mean, there obviously Martial uh, is is one key question. I, I I don't think he will start. I don't think he will start if Sancho starts. What must he like? What where is his career now going? Do you think he needs to start thinking about his future at United, or do you think he still has a, has a spot at the club? I think uh, he should be looking to move on, you know, especially with uh, Ronaldo coming in and he's going to be a first-choice striker, I think, for this season, maybe next season as well, if he performs well this season. So, he should be looking away for a, from a move from United, you know. He has become stagnant, really. He hasn't grown as a player in the last two or three seasons. Like, he was really good in the first season, you know. And he was compared with Andre. We all know Thierry Andre. And he has... I think he's a he could be a good player, but he's too inconsistent. Like you know, similar to what we expected from Jesus. Good, well, player, a good but, player, who is too inconsistent. Not, yeah, that's, that's, that like sums up United's had, transfer business for a long time. Now, good players who are inconsistent. But but I get your point, Gaurav. I do get your point. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think this is I I don't know. Maybe Marcel will get us get some 20-30 minutes in this one. 
and the Wolves one, I think that'll be a crucial 20-30 minutes if he gets on the field. He's got to do something to keep himself in the narrative's mind. Otherwise, he's going to be a forgotten man. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, can, we'll I, see. can I ask a question? Because yeah, you mentioned about United transfer policy. Sure. What's your take on Glazers now? They got you Sancho. They got you Varane. Now you, uh, Ronaldo is back. Yeah. They're not shying away from you know, investing yeah. for sure. So what's your take on Glazers now? Um, does anyone want to answer? I can answer this and I can say that my position has not changed and that I still think the Glazers need to do a lot more. I think this is one transfer window, one summer window. They've done well and I think we have to say yes, they've done well, but this is something that needs to happen. Because you look at City, right? That, that's the benchmark. I think City and Chelsea are the benchmarks. Last season, Chelsea did what? They bought Werner, they bought Harvards, they spent, you know, big money. What they did do this season, they go and they bring Lukaku because they need a striker, they go and bring Lukaku, right? What United will probably have done in the past is they have spent a lot of money in one transfer window and then when it comes to the next one, they're like, I know we spent a lot of money in that one, we're not going to spend, we're going to spend 30, 40 million, right? Like what they did with all these first summers, they went and bought Maguire, they got the Maguire, they got Van Bissaka, big signings. And then last season, they squinted out and they said, we're not buying. Like, they just bought Donny Van de Beek, right? 40 million. So, I think I think we need to see more. I think this is, I, I, I'm cynical enough and skeptical enough to say that this is because of, they feel pressure from the fans and they're hoping the fans will forget about it next summer. But it seems to happen every summer. Every summer, the United need to make, uh, not necessarily big 100 million pound signings, but they need to make sure that the signings that they make are, are important to the squad. Uh, and that they give the manager the kind of players that he wants. Anyway, that's my take on it. I'm happy, Akash and Sagar, if you have uh, any supporting views or contrasting views. No, uh, I, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, Akash. Akash. No, it's okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we all agree. Yeah, that's just what we think. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll blame Chelsea and City for, 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 for making us raise our expectations of what our owners should be. Yeah, anyway. anyway Actually, uh, yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah, well, our I, I, owners... Anyway. Yeah, Our so. owners have a spend uh, one billion, and we don't have a striker. <laughs> <laughs> you no. you don't need a striker. You have I, I won just, the yeah. league title without no, now a striker. Now they do. You know, know, I, see, I seriously final. don't understand how can you spend a billion. You know. No, they do. Uh, pounds, no, they do have a striker. We haven't signed a striker since 2015. Like Boni was our last signing, and we have moved no, on. Like uh, probably the. Uh, <laughs> best player in our history in Aguero, and we haven't replaced him. No, we no, had, so you did sign Jesus. You just don't play him as a striker, but he was signed to play. <laughs> but That's even like, that was five years ago. Oh uh, yeah, but see, well, not no. That was into oh uh, yeah, five years, twenty sixteen, right? Yeah. In twenty seventeen, yeah. four and a half years. Yeah, four and a half years. See, the thing is, it's like United saying that they don't have midfielders. The thing is, we have midfielders. We just don't play them. Like Donny Van de Beek never gets on the pitch, and you know, other players just don't get on the pitch, right? It's it's something that 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 uh, that's uh, interesting. But anyway, you know, I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, the striker thing is an interesting one. I, I just feel that at the moment, there are not that many great strikers out there that you could probably mm. go and buy. Everything yeah. is either a, a proven striker who costs a lot of money and is probably old or somebody who's like uh, unproven and you're kind of taking a risk. And I think that's, I don't mm. think City at the moment are a club that take risks on players. I think they, they like to buy players that 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 can that they know they can do it. I mean, that's just my opinion. Maybe God, if you have a different money, look at City, but it just feels to me like they... They would rather buy someone that they know is going to give them a specific output. Anyway, I think Gaurav is again frozen. So, uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, anybody else wants to answer that question about... Uh, oh, there we go. Gaurav, I think yeah. they'll have to first, you know, uh, look at buying a new left back uh, because uh, I don't know what the future holds now uh, for Benjamin Mendy. Uh, and, well, uh, the, yeah. I think even with the future, yeah. I think they still would have wanted a new left back. Do, they, do Gaurav, though, do City need a new left back? I mean, I mean, do they need a new left back? I mean, they have got two still, right? They still got two left backs. Uh, you're muted. You're, you're muted. Uh, not this season, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have Zinchenko. Uh, we have Cancelo who can play there. Uh, AK, AK can also play a 
you know, bit part role. And Laporte as, as well. Laporte as well, right. So, yeah. not this season, but uh, we will need a left back, I think, next season, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I was saying, uh, God, I was talking about City's transfer policy regarding strikers. They don't sign, they don't seem to me like a club that takes risks on players. They they sign players that they know they want. I mean, I don't know if, there was, if you had a different opinion on that as a fan. I mean, uh, a lot has changed since we uh, signed Pep. Like, you know, before Pep, we have three or four strikers. Like, we had, uh, at the time, we had Jacko, Aguero, Tevez, and Volatelli. And uh, then in the Pellegrini, we had Jacko, uh, Negredo, Zovetic, and Aguero. You know, and then we signed. We tried signing. I mean, we signed Pony and we thought he would be a good signing, but we all know how he it turned out. He was pretty good be. before you guys signed him. So I don't know what happened. To he didn't fit in our system, him. actually. You know, you know, yeah. kind of player who would look good, good in an average team. Yeah, yeah but yeah. even after leaving you guys, it, you know, I don't know where he is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Lucky he Swansea, Swansea didn't work out again. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, he yeah, got yeah. fitness issues as well. Uh, which generally mm. happens when you go to a book yeah. club. And you, you guys had uh, Ian Acho, right? Uh, even uh, you, you sold him to Leicester. He was yeah, a decent, Pep, Pep, yeah. Pep, Pep, Pep didn't trade him. Yeah. Actually, yeah. he had the same problem as of Lukaku that time. You know, his first touch was really poor and didn't you know get really involved. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled on City striker situation. I feel like Pep is going to probably go like, you know what? I don't need a striker now because I've, I've got two players who, who and maybe one player said no, one player never they approach whatever they want to say. But I just feel like Pep is not going to be like, I don't want a striker because I don't want to go through that again. Uh, you know, for myself and for my players, I don't want to go through that again, which, which I think actually, makes Pep, sense as well. Pep actually said in, in his press conference today that he never made an offer for Kane because, you know, Levi wasn't in interested in negotiation they asked yeah. if they would be uh, open to selling him I mean, and he Kane said, is a said lesson no. to every footballer don't, don't sign six years contracts and without a release clause especially if your president is known to be you know top negotiator like Daniel Levi Actually, there are no he, gentlemen I, in this game anymore I, I think if it's he had an agent like Mendes then yeah. he would have obviously him. yeah don't, have a good agent don't have your brother as your agent if, yeah. If if, he, if, if they're yeah. not qualified, right? Yeah. So have have a good agent and sign. Think before you sign a deal. Don't get emotional by signing a deal. Yeah. And those are those are some good points that Nishikan makes. Maybe Nishikan can be a football agent. Uh, going forward, he can be like football that. agent. Uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. some of this. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like a way to task. But anyway, uh, on that note, I think we've got uh, all of our games covered. So we're going to take, uh, we're going to bid adieu at this point. Uh, so thank you so much, Nishikan. Thank you, Akash. Thank you, thank Sagar you. and Gaurav. Uh, hold on. Did we do, did you do score predictions for the United Bulls game? We didn't do them, did we? No, we kind of just got off track a little bit. Yeah, uh, I yeah, yeah. said to one. Yeah, Nishikan said it, which, which doesn't even matter because I, I, I don't consider his predictions anymore. Okay, let's, let's do that quickly. Yeah, Saga, what's your prediction for this one? 1-1. Uh, 1-1. One, one. One, one. Yeah, um, Gaurav? Yeah. 2-0 uh, for United. 2-0 United. Akash? I think we'll win comfortably 2-0. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, win comfortably means that's, that's, that's one of the worst words to even come in. We know. Um, <laughs> There's a bit of a wave of positivity at the moment on the club, so I can kind of understand where that's coming from. I think I, I think it's going to be 2-1 to, 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 uh, to, to Wolves. I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be 1-0 to Wolves. United will, like I always feel that happens where United, United go behind and they score a goal and everybody starts to think they're going to win except against Southampton. They didn't score. And I think this time Wolves are going to go on the counter and get a goal. I just, I've always had this fear about teams doing that. United, so I think they'll lose. 
to one. I just feel like everything is conspiring towards them losing and fans trolling United for that. So I think that's just how things are working out. But anyway, on that note, thank you so much, Saga. Thank you so much, Gaurav, Akash, and Ishkant. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining today. It's great to have Thanks, you. Guys. And uh, all the best to all Pleasure of you. Being here. Yes, and Thanks. since none of you guys are playing each other, or none of us are playing each other, our teams are playing each other. So all the best to all of you for your teams. Uh, to do well and uh, hopefully get get some positive results and uh, we'll hopefully see you again for the review show so we'll keep an eye out for that so thank you so much for watching uh, if you haven't checked out the Cristiano Ronaldo welcome video do check that out uh, it's a wonderful uh, watch that one as well and uh, on that note uh, thank you so much for watching please do subscribe like and share to this uh, this channel and this video if you enjoyed it and uh, stay tuned because we've got a lot of more content coming up as well the Champions League draw came out which you haven't even talked about at all and, and that I mean that that's that's going to be interesting. We're going to do some stuff for that as well when, when, when the Champions League resumes and, and all of that. Maybe maybe that banner behind Nishikan's uh, background that might have changed next year. Maybe it will have to be updated with the new year. We'll see what happens. But anyway, take care, guys. Have a good night or day, whatever time you're watching this. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.